0: God bless you everyone. My name is Pastor Jose Martinez. I'm the pastor here at the Resurrection Center located in the beautiful city of Springfield, Massachusetts in the section of Indian Orchard. For more information about our ministry and what God is doing here in the beautiful city of Springfield, log on to our website page at www.resurrectionspringfield.org or any of our social media sites at TRC413, TRC413. Today we're going to begin a new series. It's entitled, The Four Spiritual Weapons That God Has Given Us So That We Can Overcome Any Situation That We Are In. Amen? So before I do that, I want to take this opportunity as well for you who are watching to connect with your families and friends and share this. Get them on the phone and let them know that the Resurrection Center has gone live and there is a message from God that's going to benefit you, your family, friends, and everyone else that you know and those that you don't know as well. Amen? Now, before I begin this series, I want you guys to understand that the times that we're currently living in are prophetic times. God has control of that. We don't. So let us not get into arguments or debates. Let us use every tool that God has given us to evangelize and teach others about His love and His plan for salvation, which is more important than the current situation that's currently going on because this is the beginning of many things that are to come to the face of this earth. Now you might say, Pastor Jose, how is that so? It is so because the sin of man has brought upon the earth the wrath of God, whether you want to believe that or not. But God is still faithful and loving that He's given us all the opportunity to repent and turn from our wicked ways and receive Him as the Lord and Savior. So if you want to receive God as your Lord and Savior, right there where you're at, commit yourself to repeat These words that I'm about to express through this microphone. Say, Father God, I believe in you. I believe that Jesus is your son and Jesus is Lord. That he came to this earth, died and resurrected on the third day. And he is king. And I receive him as my Lord and personal Savior today. I believe that you have prayed that prayer. You are saved and sealed. Amen? Now, I'm about to give you the practical behaviors that you ought to follow as a believer. Now, Jesus reigned for 33 years. And the last three years that He had on this earth, He taught and equipped 12 disciples to show us all how are we to operate and behave but he said i'm also sending the helper which is the holy spirit that searches all things including the mind of god and reveals it to us through revelation now many of us are affected somewhere somehow by the pandemic that's going on around the world many of us are feeling the tension Many of us are are, are feeling the burdens of our family members, or the sorrows or the loss of family, friends, or, or people that you once encounter once in your life. But in the midst of all of this, God still has a plan. God still has a way. And we are to learn His ways. And the only way that we can learn His ways is by studying His Holy Scriptures and allowing the Holy Spirit to teach us. Now, there's four spiritual weapons that we have available to us. Today I'm going to be teaching about the first one. It's praise. Write that down. Praise. Praise is a tactical form for combat. Now, many of you don't know the spiritual definition or the Bible definition of the word praise because sometimes praise is misunderstood or misused. When we think of the word praise, we only think about worship. That's the only thing that comes to mind. But let me tell you, it is a form of worship, but it's not worship. Praise and worship are two different things. And I want you to learn that today. And I'm going to give you the biblical definition of praise. Praise is to admire. Write that down. The expression of approval. Interaction. recognition, And also reassurance. Many people today misuse praise with their own agenda and purpose. They sing about God, but they don't live on His principles. In other words, their words don't match their actions. And praise is not determined by vocals. It is a matter of the heart. And God sees a heart And based on the heart, God is able to determine if that person is really recognizing Him, really admiring Him, really approving of Him, really interacting with Him, or reassuring that He's their God. Now many of us have this habit. I used to have this habit as well. The moment someone told me, to tell, to, told me or instructed me to praise, I will praise. But I started learning that prayers should be an attitude of gratitude and also a normal behavior and pattern in a believer's life. Because praise speaks about your God and who you believe. And many people today have taken that very lightly. They believe that praise only has to do with people that have been gifted with good vocals and sing in the name of Jesus. But in reality, most of the people that you hear are far off from the presence of God. And I can say that because I am a pastor and God has given me the sermon. And through the sermon and revelation, I'm able to evaluate, not to criticize, not to judge, but to make a better decision or understanding of an individual's life. Or or in other words, I'm able to see who they really are. We don't want to be caught up with the many that one day God will judge and rebuke. The Bible tells us and teaches us that one day many will say unto God, I have done this and that. I have casting out demons and all these. Re- I rebuke you. I never knew you depart from me. I don't want to be part of that crowd. So I have to determine what is real praise. Now, in order to determine real praise, I have to have an interaction and a relationship with the Father. And the only way that's possible is through the Holy Spirit. Because the Bible teaches us that it's the Holy Spirit that gives us that access to the Father. It is the Holy Spirit, the teacher, that teaches us how to please the Father. So I have to tune my station, or better yet, adjust my heart to God's heart and learn that everything that I'm going through in life serves a purpose, whether I agree with it or not. These are moments right now that define where believers are standing because many are renouncing their faith because of the coronavirus. Many are are coming out of the closet that they once hit themselves with a facade that they were believers of the Messiah, Elohim, but because of a pandemic that interrupted their regular daily routine. Now you see their true colors, but we're not here to judge them. We're not here to talk about them. We're just here to talk about how we can improve and not fall into the same trenches. Or the same lifestyle. So if the Bible describes that praise is an expression of approval, we must walk with our heads high. Why? Because you are representing the most high. And your praise approves of that. But when you're walking with your head down and you're giving yourself to what CNN and Fox News and CBS is pumping, which is okay to hear the news and, and look out for the news, but it's one thing to give yourself to the news and rewrite what God has said about you because of fear. God has not given us a spirit of Fear. But he has given us a sound mind. He has given us the ability to survive any storm that can come our way. And the only way that you can make an exception from you and the person next door is by your praise. How you praise God. Now, you might not like where you are today, but guess what? You're not where you used to be. Remember that. I might not know it all today. I'm still making mistakes. I I still have shortcomings. I, I still have battles. But guess what? I'm not where I used to be. Because right now, in my life, I have the Holy Spirit that gives me conviction into doing the things that I'm supposed to be doing and not doing the things I'm not used to to be doing. Why? Because when I was in the world, I didn't have that. I I lived life based on whatever came in front of me. I didn't live life with a purpose. I, I, I couldn't care less. And when I received the Holy Spirit and God as my Savior, life began to change for the better. In the process of learning God, I began to understand the way that He works. And He works in mysterious ways. I learned the weapons of warfare. I learned the attributes of God. I learned the names of God. I learned... Everything that I can possibly learn, and I'm still learning because our God is so big that it will take my life, your life, everybody else's life to ever measure up or to get to know the God of the beginnings and the end, the Alpha and the Omega. Ain't that a beautiful thing? But in the midst of my timeline on this earth, I'm going to worship Him, but I'm going to use praise. For my advantage. Amen. Let's go to Isaiah chapter 25 verse 1. And look at what Isaiah chapter 25 verse 1 says. It says. Oh God. You are my God. I will exalt you. I will praise your name. For you have done wonderful things. Your counsel of old, Are faithfulness and truth. What a beautiful passage. Look at what the prophet Isaiah says. You have done. You have done. How many of you have ever experienced God's sovereignty? Where God was so faithful even when you were unfaithful. That God kept His word even though you didn't keep your word, He still came through with the promise. That you and I know we shouldn't have received in the first place. And look at how Isaiah describes the Lord. He says, O Lord, you are my God. I will exalt you. I will praise your name. For you have done wonderful things. Wonderful things. Let me remind you. Your children are alive. Your grandchildren are alive. Your parents are alive. Your best friends are alive. You're still breathing. You're still alive, I assume. I hope so. You don't have all the things you want, but you have the things you need. You're complaining. I learned this not too long ago. Maybe a few years ago. Praise and be raised or remain and complain. Praise and be raised or complain and remain. God is looking for true worshipers in spirit and truth. People that are not ashamed to praise His name even though life doesn't look very good at the moment even though you probably got laid off your your your, your kids are driving you crazy people are acting wild they're, they're they're putting all this tension they're they're calling you they're tugging you they're pulling you from all kinds of directions let me tell you something in the midst of all that the best weapon you can use. For a time such as this, it's praise. There's more weapons. But praise is like a soldier with two swords ready for combat. When you praise God, what you're actually doing is surrendering yourself to Him. That's what you're doing. You're saying to Him, you are worthy of it all. You are worthy of it all. Even though I have a lot, and many people want what I have, I know that everything belongs to you. And you are worthy of it all. When you praise, what you're technically doing is interrupting the plans of the devil. Praise brings confusion to the devil. And I'm going to show you that through the Bible. Let's go to Joshua chapter 6, verse 15 through 16. Joshua chapter 6, verse 15 through 16. Now remember, Joshua was the leader that God had selected to bring His people into the promised land after the passing of Moses. And in Joshua chapter 6, verse 15 through 16, it says, But it came to pass on the seventh day, that they arose early about the dawning of the day and marched around the city seven times in the same manner. On on this day only, they marched around the city seven times. Verse 16. And the seventh time it happened when the priests blew the trumpets. Then Joshua said to the people, "Shout, For your Lord has given you the city. Say with me. Praise Praise. confuses Confuses. the the enemy. Now look at this illustration. For six weeks, the children of Israel marched around the city of Jericho. As you all know the story, Joshua two spies in there, Rahab hidden the two spies, and they made a promise to her that her house will not be destroyed, but it will be preserved. But the Bible also says that when the residents or the people of Jericho heard that the Israelites were at their banks, They tremble in fear even though they had the upper hand because they had walls that surrounded their city. But in all reality, they have heard in the report that the God of Moses delivered the kings to the hands of the children of Israel. So they were behind the walls in fear. Meanwhile, a group of men and women We're marching. Isn't God crazy? Sometimes He makes you do crazy things. that Sometimes we don't make no sense. Like here you are marching around the city. Going in circles. Because the Lord has commanded you to. But you have no idea that somebody could shoot an arrow and kill you. And in reality, they had that opportunity. But they didn't do because God placed fear in them. And in the midst of this, they're marching around the city. They're marching around the city. They get to the seventh day, and God instructs Joshua and said, This time, you're going to shout. The trumpets are going to be blown. I could only imagine the chaos and confusion that came upon that city when those walls came tumbling down and all that debris flooded the streets and the house of those who reside in the city of Jericho without a weapon without a physical weapon they didn't take over the city they took over the city with a spiritual weapon an invisible weapon, but a powerful weapon. Some of you right now are battling many things, and you have no idea that you have a weapon that can destroy and make your enemy leave. If there's anything that catches anyone by surprise is when someone starts to yell from the top of their lungs are you hearing me? many of you are wasting words and wasting your breath trying to figure out things that god has called you not to figure out but to react in a positive way and one of the things that i normally do is praise god from the top of my voice until I can no more. And an atmosphere begins to shift and everything starts to fall into place. There is a spiritual weapon that God has given you and that is praise. Begin to use it. Begin to use it. If you're sitting at home and you got a letter on the mail that they're letting you go from your job, or you got a letter from the bank that you are late in your payments and you have been faithful to the very to this very moment, begin to praise. God, there is a way. God, something you're going to do. Father, I thank you in the midst of this trial. Father, I bless this whole father, dear God, in your name. Father, I thank you because you are more than enough. God, you're the only one that I need, Father. Even though my family, my friends are telling me to throw in the towel and the enemy is breathing in the corner, I'm telling you right now, Holy Spirit, I'm going to worship you. I'm going to worship you, God. And you're going to see how things are going to turn around for the better. But if you crumble under pressure, then you give the victory to the enemy. I gave the enemy the first 20 years of my life. And I have been giving God, I gave God my life at the age of 20. And I'm 40. And I have seen God's provision and God's blessings over my life like never before. If I would have known any better, I should have given my first 20. Because I'm living in the abundance of in these, ne- in, the, in the last 20s, but I should have been living all of them. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Praise is a matter of the heart. Praise is not determined by the vocals, but rather by the heart and your thoughts. Prayer is an attitude of gratitude. Once again, check your heart. Now if praise has to do With my heart and not my vocals Why are we so hard on ourselves When it comes down To the way that we compare ourselves to others I know some people that can sing I know some people that can sing They're gifted, they're talented And they're the worst people to be around i am telling you right now I remember one time I started praising, and, 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 and then my praise turned into a humming sound, and, and someone that was around me got annoyed to the point that they just gave up and walked away. I'm going to tell you, it wasn't it, it, it wasn't me; it was what was in them. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Their spirits didn't connect with my spirits, so your. Worship, I'm sorry, your praise is determined by your heart. Not your vocals. By your heart. You see, it is easy for people to pass judgment on you when they don't even know you. They don't even know you and they talk about you. They don't even know you and they write you off. They don't even know you and they already have a concept of you, not even knowing you. Ain't that sad? And sometimes we allow those very same people rule our lives. And when someone rules somebody's life, that means that you are subject under them and them not under you. That is a sad way to live, brother. But I learned that when I praise God, I become less and he becomes more. Because when you praise God, you know what you're actually really doing? Inviting Him in. To interfere in your behalf. To represent you. That's why in my times of trouble, not even when I'm going through trouble, I praise God even when I'm making coffee in the morning. Because there was a time in my life that I didn't even have a kitchen where to make a pot of coffee. There was a time in my life I didn't didn't even have a bank account. There was a time in my life I didn't have friends. There was a time in my life I didn't have a car. There was a time in my life I didn't have no common sense. And God took that mess and turned it around. And today I am one of many that God rescued from the trenches of the devil. How can I deny his name? When he has been more than what I thought. God seems to surprise me every day. There was a time that when I first accepted the Lord Jesus Christ and Savior as my personal Savior. And I started going to church. I thought that God was just someone who was nice to me. That's what I thought. And that life was better if I went to church. And I sang a few songs and I memorized a few verses and everything was good. But I discovered that God was more than that. I discovered that God was more than that when I found myself doing things that I wasn't supposed to be doing to begin with. And he didn't judge me. He wasn't pleased with me, but he didn't judge me. You know some of the secrets that you know that you carry. That if you were to tell someone, their whole perspective of you will change. They won't even call you anymore. Let alone buy you a cup of coffee. Cause your hand's been contaminated. According to them. Like they, they have no idea. They, they do even worse things. But I discovered that with God, he's, He's so beautiful and righteous. His mercies are new every day. I don't know about you, but there are times that I go to bed. And this has happened more than one occasion, where I will fall asleep and forget to pray. Okay? And I feel so guilty that I'll be asking God for forgiveness the next day, oh, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And, and he's still the same person. Tell somebody that you're going to call him and you forget to call him. But we give those people more power, more glory, more honor, more, ex- not excuses, more explanations than God. Imagine if God was like your best friend. We got to change our perspective view how we see God. We give more explanation to others than God. We, We give more others more power than we should. And in reality, our God becomes small. And those that you give more time More effort to become your gods. It's sad to see how people will lose a whole day of day life because someone didn't approve or was mad at them. I, At one point, I was so vulnerable. I wanted to be the best representation of God here on this earth. That I used to say sorry to people for no reason. I I, I was this creepy individual that I thought that every action that I took was to better improve myself as a believer, not knowing that there's certain situations that come across us to teach us something. And I became a victim of my own ignorance. Little did I know that God cared more about me than the things I cared about. And some of us are there today. We care more about what people think, what people say. When was the last time you actually talked to God about the decisions that you're currently making? Because let me tell you something. I have saved myself a lot of gray hairs, and this is not against anybody that's gray. I have saved myself a lot of wrinkles, and this is not against anybody who's, who's wrinkled up. Not stressing the things, they don't matter. Because I have gone into the kitchen, and instead of making a project, and pulling my mind in all kinds of directions, maybe they will like this, maybe they won't, maybe I should do this, maybe that, maybe I should ask maybe I should, have, maybe I should go to the so You know what? Whatever is there is there, and that's what we're going to eat. And sometimes the best leftover food is the best food. They don't eat it, that's fine, that's an extra chicken finger for me. I'm not going to lose life because of others. Are you hearing me? We're losing our very own life because of situations that we have adapted, Wars and battles that we have engaged in that God has never called us to engage in to begin with. I'm being serious. I went through a situation recently, and I was sharing this with, with with one of my spiritual sons I said, "You know it's funny how these people that we used to work with no longer work with us because they have retired, some of them got let go, and they brought a new crew into the department, and it wasn't by long that they started manifesting the same attitudes of the previous group that they never knew. And that's when it hit me. And I said, that's a spiritual environment of a principality over a place. How's it possible that so-so doesn't know so-so, but so-so behaves the same way so-so used to behave? So knowing that, I'm ahead of the game, instead of playing the game. And some of us are so, with all due respect, we're so foolish that we fall into the same path. We just finished learning something. We finished experiencing something. We finished going through something. And another situation arises similar. And we have the same Approach to it. See, I don't approach things the way I used to. I, I, if nobody wants to eat, I don't know, I'm going to eat. <laughs> I'm going to eat. And, if no one wants to watch this, I'm going to watch something. And, if no one wants to go to the store, I'm going go to go. If nobody wants to, go to I'm going to go to the movies. Let me tell you something. There's there's a beauty of you being by yourself at times. That makes you enjoy what you have than those that come. You you ever gone with a caravan of people somewhere and they're trying to make their mind and you go in circle, wait and see up. No, this one doesn't like. milk. this one likes sugar. This one the like bread. This one like ah, hear of me. Praise God. Hallelujah. He set me free. I, I, I'm, I'm going by myself. Praise God's God. because the attitude that Joshua had. For the Israelites and the enemy was different than Moses. Moses was a people pleaser to a certain extent. God told Moses I could clean and remove these people from you and give you a new group. And Moses says, no I got it. I got it God. That's okay. And those same people drove him to lose the opportunity of entering into the promised land. Let me tell you something. When God wants to take something from you, don't even argue. God knows best. God knows best. Woo! She's leaving. Woo! He's leaving. Woo! When they go, woo! 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 You'll be doing so many moves, you'll, you'll sound like Ric Flair. Woo! <laughs> if you really want to look like him, I got the wrestling belt. I'll get it to you. Amen? <laughs> You you get what I'm saying? There, There are battles that you're battling that are not your battles to begin with. Joshua was more strategic. Even though Moses was a great man of God, Joshua capitalized on the mistakes of Moses. When Moses was the leader, Moses sent 12 spies. 10 of them came with a bad report. Only Joshua and Caleb came with a good report. Now that Joshua is the leader, Joshua says, I ain't sending 12. I'm going to send two spies. And I'm going to make sure that I send the right two spies. Because, you know, the older you get, the more you bleed. And the more you bleed, you get to a place where you get numb. I don't know if you have ever gone to that place where you got numb. Where you said to yourself, you know, I'm not even going to waste my breath. I'm not even going to deal with the situation. God will get you to a place. That's why Joshua was the son of numb. That went over your head? Sometimes you just got to get numb about situations and let them be. And you do what you need to do and do it With the very best intentions with your heart. And watch God make a way. I'm learning. As I'm growing, I'm learning. The more I learn, the more I begin to apply. The more I begin to apply, the better results I get. If you're not learning, you're not growing. And if you're not growing, you are dying. That's why many of us today are far advanced in age, not because of life, but what you made out of life. Because life will continue. With or without us. When you sleeping, people are up. When you up, people are sleeping. Life keeps going. You don't go to the store, people are going to the store. You ain't driving, someone's driving. You ain't reading, someone's reading. Life is going. And especially now in social media, everybody makes that available to make you A product of their own world say hey check out what i'm doing and we waste time and we waste life and we don't learn anything from it i'm learning not to make the mistakes that i used to make because if i make the mistakes that i used to make i'm going to pay with it and the interest is very very high very high i can't that's why i learned not to stop lying a white line is a lie be truthful be honest I learn all of these things. These things have saved me from myself. Even when I take the last cookie from the cookie jar, I used to be that liar that I used to blame everybody behind, Not to get caught. Not to hear Now I just say, I just hate the cookie. I'll buy another pack. But I ate it. I'm clear. I want to argue. I want to fight. I knew there were your cookies, but I was hungry. And I was hangry. And when you're hangry, you don't realize how much you're eating. Am I the only one? Oh, come on. I, you devour. It's like, you, you know, when you go over your guest house or people's houses, they'll, they, they'll give you, they say, oh, help yourself. <laughs> only if they knew what they say. <laughs> what, are, what is God revealing to us today? God is revealing to us today that we are his people called by his name and as his people called by his name we are to represent him and conduct ourselves the way he has called us to do so now one of the things that i love about the life of moses is that The Bible says in the book of Exodus, chapter 17, verse 11, As long as Moses held up his hands, the Israelites were winning. But whenever he lowered his hands, the Amalekites were winning. Now, when you praise, a physical action is to raise your hands. Am I right or wrong? You raise your hand. Now, raising your hand symbolizes two things. Victory and surrendering. So when we're praising God, the enemy's looking at us and he's saying, I don't know if they're putting up the sign for victory or if they're surrendering. We send a mixed message to the devil. The devil only wants to hear from you what he's doing so that he can continue doing it. Like many of us. Oh, this husband of mine. This wife of mine. These kids. you are given them ammunition. you are given them ammunition. I learned how to smile in the midst of wanting to break someone's face. Keep on, kids. Keep on doing what y'all doing. The look alone. It's a, it's a, it's a confusing look. They, they look at you, the children, or the person. They say, is he, is he angry or is he happy? They can't determine it. The enemy reads us better than we read ourselves. And our actions have a lot to do with it. That's why you got to learn how to praise God, regardless of what's going on. If, if you get stuck in the middle of the road, praise you, God, because you're going to send some help. And even if he doesn't send any help, and you end up walking home, at least you got home safe. You got what I'm saying? Thank you, God. I, I didn't get the credit that I deserved, but thank you anyways, God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you. The more you thank God, the less prideful you become but many of us have this attitude towards God that we're entitled. I've been waiting. I've been waiting for 10 years for this woman to change. Wouldn't it be a sad thing that when you get there to those 10 years, God tells you this whole time I was waiting for you to change? Wouldn't that be something? Like for real, like, whoo. That's why I learned to praise God. You know what? I thank you, Lord, for the people in my life, even though they're annoying the heck out of me. Thank you for these kids. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. And in the midst of that, you begin to realize something. That they're around you for a reason. Everyone that's around you, it's not your enemy all the time. They could be the people for you. But the only way that you can determine is by allowing God to be God in your life. The more you let God live in your life, the more He gives you life. I came to give life and more of it abundantly. Jesus never said, I came to take your life. He said, I come to give life. He was the life and more of it abundantly. Meaning, For you to enjoy everything that he has for you here on this earth. Because you only get one life. There's no such thing as reincarnation. Once you live and once you die, that's it. And if we're timing time based on the time clock of God. Then we got to be careful. Like the gentleman who was telling me that he's 90 years old. He was sharing, hey Jose, I'm 90 years old. But I discovered that in the timeline of God, i only been living and existing for five hours. <laughs> Ain't that something? Because a thousand is like one day to God, and one day is like a thousand. Who could ever understand that kind of timeline? Because sometimes, even being at the registry of motor vehicle could seem like an eternity. And Have you been there lately? Well, before the corona, I was outside. Waiting patiently, very patiently to go and renew my license. It was due the following day (laughs) of being irresponsible. And when I get to the desk, after patiently waiting for an hour and a half, I finally get there and this lady had the nurse. With no emotion to tell me, you cannot renew your license if you don't have a telephone bill with your name on it, or any kind of bill with your name on it, and a passport. I said, lady, I've got the original license you guys issued me. What more proof do you need that I am Jose. She had the nurse to say to me, You know how many Jose's are. <laughs> I left. On my way home, I tell Pastor Lou, You never know what happened. They want my passport and approved some kind of bill, a telephone bill, something. I go home. I find my passport after the rubble. I find the bill. I go back. And as I'm approaching the door, they said, the system is down. <laughs> Come back tomorrow. Come back tomorrow. I took a day off. That, that I, I ain't passed no shock. That was me in my mind. That was me in my mind. That was me in my mind. And the Holy Spirit said to me, "After I have my little fingers, you know, you to be having your little finger I said, you no, I'll be driving next to y'all. you and I just don't know. <laughs> next time you see a car pull up next to you, it might be me. You might not know. I camouflage. I don't always dress this good, you know. Sometimes I dress a little sloppy from time to time. You might see me repeat the same outfit." <laughs> I'm just being real. There's some days I ain't got time to hide. I just got the same shirt, same jeans. Who cares? When you get old enough, you don't care about those things. See, when I used to go to school, man, I had my toothbrush. I'm going old school now. And you know what I used to do with that magical toothbrush? Uh, at the time, it was a magical toothbrush. Now, you pick because There's no magic in God. I used to clean my sneakers. <laughs> All the girls like. The guys with the clean sneakers. As you get older, you go grocery shopping with your lawn shoes, with your running shoes, with your work shoes. You, you don't care who sees you. You don't care what you're wearing. Anyhow, how the heck did I get that far into that story? <laughs> uh, anyways. So I get in the car, and the Holy Spirit begins to minister to me and says, You see, if you prioritize your life, None of this would have ever happened. Because you give and you give and you give and you give and you give, and you, give and you, do and you do and you do and you do that you lose sight of you. And that's where we have to be careful. Now praise helps you. Because praise gives an identity in you because you're bringing the creator into you. Not just a song, like most people sometimes do. They say, oh, this is my favorite song. Every time I I, I sing this song, I feel the presence of God. If you sing this song and you feel the presence of God, then what was the presence of God to begin with? Think about that statement. Because the presence of God is to dwell with you forevermore. Am I right or wrong? you're reading the Bible, every time the presence was lifted from someone in the Bible it's because they separated themselves, right? Or they came out of the will of God, right? So if I have the presence of God wrapped around me, and God is with me, and I'm walking with Him, why is it that in moments of life, I lose sight of me? It's because we get so consumed with life itself that we don't realize that we are living in a life That is based on us too. So that's why it's very important to allow the Holy Spirit to dwell in you so the Holy Spirit can give you a perspective of life and everything else in your life will be in order because the Spirit of the Lord is a spirit of order. And I learned that lesson at the motor vehicle department. A lesson that I should have learned a long time ago and I'm the pastor now some say hey you see I knew he had it all together that that's my weakness in that area okay I forgot to renew my license but you forgot to renew your spiritual license because some of you have sat in the Holy Spirit and don't even know it that's why you got to be careful when you're pointing fingers, because when you point fingers, there's three pointing back at you with a big, fat one. Hey, you. That's why I stop that nonsense. I educate my leaders and my top leaders on things that they should be informed. But I don't sit no more and, and criticize and nitpick this and that. Because let me tell you something. While you're criticizing others and judging others in, in a ridicule way to make yourself look better, you're as guilty or worse than them. Amen? Ain't got good? So what is the first weapon? Praise. Praise. And how are we going to use it? How are we going to use this? We're going to use it with our actions. Your words. The way you walk. The way you carry yourself. When people say, oh, are you scared about the the, the corona? Are you scared about this? No, I'm covered by the blood, brother. Just the other day I said, there's two things you need to surpass and overcome this coronavirus. You need the blood of Jesus and a Buffalo Bills mask. People were laughing, but it's true. It's true. I don't know if it's that true with the mask. I'm just saying for me it's the truth for me. You now don't get me wrong. Yeah, you can be worried, but don't let worry steal your peace. Okay? Don't be like the people that, and I'm not trying to be critical, but they, they, it's like they smother themselves with Clorox, and, 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 and now they're using alcohol, man. Your hands are gonna dry so bad. You're gonna look like a pot of ash when the corona is gone. No. Cover yourself Handle yourself, but don't lose sight of yourself. Mm-hmm. The flu killed more people than the Corona, mm-hmm. and that's a fact. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I'm, uh, every life is precious. I'm not being critical. I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. Let us praise, Amen. Mm-hmm. With that being said, let us lift up our hands and let us begin to praise in the sanctuary. Let's play the music. I want to thank all those who are watching us.